Hello, sports fans, and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast with your hosts, Irvin Henderson, Milton Bolton, and Sadell Boyd. Hello and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Along with Sidell Boyd, I am Irving Henderson. Uh, Milton Bolton, unfortunately, is away again this week covering Arctic ice fishing in Greenland. He, once again, is continuing to just chew through our budgetary items. Uh, we're not going to have any money for a Christmas party uh, this year. Um, oh, man. No Christmas. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to have an office Christmas party this year. This dude is like really chewing through all of our profits, just spanning the globe, stamping his passport left and right. Milton, once again, please come back to us as soon as you possibly can. But uh, let's kick things off. And it is another week and another slate of college football games that have been lost due to the rising number of COVID cases. Uh, this week, it will be eight games that have been postponed or canceled, and that is including five teams uh, who are ranked inside the top 25. Ohio State, uh, their game versus Illinois was the latest to be postponed. Uh, tonight, number one, Alabama takes on number 22, Auburn, in the Iron Bowl, but the Crimson Tide will be without their head coach, Nick Saban. Saban has been diagnosed with COVID as well, so he will not be in the stadium for this game. Uh, Sadell, remember when Penn State versus Michigan meant something? Yeah, seems like yeah. ages ago, though. Yeah, well, not <laughs> uh, the two and three Wolverines host the winless, and I cannot believe this late in the season they still have yet to win a game. Uh, the winless Nittany Lions, uh, you can expect at the end of the year, uh, Jim Harbaugh is is likely to be fired, and if things keep going this bad for Penn State, uh, James Franklin may end up getting the boot as well. And there's a story that came out from a former player saying uh, Coach Franklin advised him not to inform the police about some sort of incident that had taken place. I mean, you know, Penn State right now, if there was any program in college football that need not have any more scandals. It's Penn state, you know, definitely <laughs> we're, we're just coming off of, you know, not too long ago, the whole Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky thing. And it yeah. looked like state was turning the corner as far as cleaning their program up. Again, if this situation with James Franklin is proven to be true, he he's, definitely going to be fired and it's another black eye for the Penn State program college basketball has returned uh and I will tell you I, I did check out a few of the games that were on I did see uh Villanova uh win their tournament their little mini tournament that they were in uh but we already have an upset uh number four Virginia fell to San Francisco 61 to 60 in the home light classic. Uh, the San Francisco Dons finished the game on an 8-0 run to knock off the Cavaliers. Uh, Sam Hauser missed a three-pointer with two seconds left. And 
San Francisco ends up with the win. It was USF's first win over a top five team since back in December of 1981 when they beat then number two Wichita State. Uh, Sedell, your Blue Devils are back. They kick off their season this afternoon against Coppin State. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, should be an easy win. (laughs) No, listen, listen, go Coppin State. All right, let's go. Coppin State, get your season off to a good start. Uh, shake up the college basketball world like Stephen F. Austin did last year. I know it's not likely to happen. It's not likely to happen. Uh, Coach K does not tend to lose these games at home against teams like Coppin State. Uh, the Stephen F. Austin last year, that was that was an anomaly. That that very rarely happens to Duke. So, uh, yeah, Duke is probably going to beat these guys by 25, 35 points. And finally, finally, tonight's exhibition fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. will take place on pay-per-view. Uh, you know, there was a point when they first announced this fight that I was pretty interested. I was, you know, I wanted to see it. And they they just started releasing all of these rules about the fight. Like, you know, like if someone gets cut, like the fight automatically ends. You know, there's not going to be a, a winner determined. Like, so what, what exactly, what exactly is the point of this fight? I mean, this sounds like a glorified sparring session. It is at this point, you know, so, you know, if, if, if you spent your money on this fight and I'm using fight in quotation marks here, if you spent your money on this fight, you know, I want to know why, I mean, I get it. It's the spectacle, you know, because it's Mike Tyson and you never know what to expect from Mike Tyson. Like this thing could either go really well or it could go really bad. (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, like, this isn't a fight. Like, they might as well just put yeah, headgear on. Yeah. You know, they, they have, like, like Mike all these accidentally rules. knock him out. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. If Mike knocks him out, like, it's not like he gets a win. It just He just knocked him out. <laughs> you know, because I, I listen, I'll tell you flat out, and I'm I'm being honest. I'm being honest right now. I have nothing against Roy Jones Jr. I think Roy Jones was one of the premier fighters of his generation. And I would yeah. say you, you could have reasonably made an argument when he was in his prime, he was one of the top five boxers of all time. You know, and, and he, he fell off a cliff quickly. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. it it was fast how he just declined because I think what ended up happening to him was he he put on the weight to fight at the heavyweight level and he beat John Ruiz and became the heavyweight champion and then he went back down, you know, a couple of weight classes and yeah. he never recovered. He never recovered. Uh, who's and I, the first guy oh, that knocked him out? Um, Glenn Johnson knocked him out. Glenn Johnson was the first guy to knock him out. And, yeah, and his chin was never the same after that. No, no, and Glenn Johnson knocking him out was pretty scary because uh, 
when he fell, his head bounced off the mat. And then, uh, oh, now, now one of my, one of my favorite, you know, knockouts in boxing history was when Tarver knocked him out. You know, that Tarver, was the. That's that, what I was trying to think of. No, no, no. Tarver knocked him Tarver. out. Huh? No, I, I was going to say, I thought, I actually thought that Tarver was the first to knock him out. I forgot all about this dude, uh, Glenn Johnson. Oh, Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnson knocked him out. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I may have it backwards, but I do know that Johnson was the first one to knock Roy Jones out, and it looked scary. Like, it okay. looked like this guy was never going to be the same. And my thing about when Tarver knocked Roy Jones out, that was the you got any excuses tonight, Roy fight. <laughs> right. you know, to me, it was like, it was like, whoa. Well, like, like when you say something like that, you better win that fight. And it's not even that Tarver won; he knocked Roy out. Yeah, that was like. Listen, I will tell you right now. That is, if we ever sit down and talk about like some of the greatest fights we've ever seen, like that is, that's somewhere in my top three. Because okay. for for Tarver to call his shot like that, he didn't say anything about knocking him out. Like he just basically, you know. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? And then was bouncing around and knocked him out. <laughs> like that was <laughs> that was good. Man. That was listen. Oh man. Antonio Tarver knocking Roy out. I mean, there, people were still shocked that it happened. But at the same time, you know, Roy Roy was never like he just hit a point where he wasn't the same anymore. You know, I thought I thought I, I could say the same thing about uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. You know, after after uh, Bernard Hopkins hit him with a liver shot and stopped him in that fight, De La Hoya <laughs> was never the same after that. Yeah, be hot with the liver this, shot. Yeah, but this 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 fight, and again, fight in quotation marks. This fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones is it's. It's more spectacle than actual fight. So if you're expecting these guys to get in that ring and tee off on each other, uh, that's not going to happen. Oh, uh, one thing I will say. Uh, yeah, we talked about it. I think we talked about it in our first episode. Uh, Nate Robinson is oh, yeah. fighting tonight He's fighting? on the undercard. Yeah, he is okay, fighting. Because I was just about to ask you about that. Did he really get his uh, fight set up? <laughs> Yeah, and 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 this will be a real fight. This is not going to be an exhibition like Tyson and Roy Jones. This is going to be a legit fight between Nate Robinson and Logan Paul on the undercard. So if you are looking for a, a fight to happen tonight on this card, that's the only fight you're going to get. Okay. All right, well, listen, uh, we have started this, you know, segment on you know favorite and best uh things personally to us as far as sports are concerned so today we're going to talk about our favorite sports memories listen i honestly can't wait to hear yours and i really can't wait to talk about mine so uh, everybody out there you sit tight and we will be right back you are listening to the threes on fire podcast All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Uh, listen, Sadell, before we get into this uh, 
discussion on our favorite sport mem- sports memories. I want to say I, I think I may be locking in on my favorite song to come out this year. <laughs> What's that? I, listen, I might have it. Like I'm, I'm now. Here's the thing. I, I, I'm gonna see where I'm at uh, when we get into December. Yeah. You know, and we start breaking down, you know, some of the best things and worst things from this year. So I, I'm thinking by then I'll know for sure. Like I'm, I'm wavering between a couple of songs right now. There's like three or four songs in the mix to be my uh-huh. favorite song I'm out this year. And I think like right now, uh, the Wale song "Sue Me." Right now, like okay. if you ask me right now, that is probably my favorite song from this year. But there's a couple other songs in contention too. So uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking when when we get to you know our our yearly recap and start talking about you know some of the the best and worst from the year, I think I'm gonna give out my top five. Okay, bet. I think I think I'm I think I'm gonna give out my top five when we get to those uh, when we get to those episodes. But right now we're gonna discuss our favorite sports memories. Uh, Sadell, you go ahead and and lead this off, buddy. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. All right. So I'm gonna take you to June 14th, 1998. Oh, it's the NBA Finals. Oh, okay. Game six. Uh huh. Chicago Bulls at the Utah Jazz. Uh huh. All right. So, oh man, y'all already know MJ is my favorite player of all time. Right. right? So, this is uh, at this point he's on the back end of the uh, second three peat, and uh, I'm 13 years old, going on 14, and you know I'm hearing all the reports how. This game, if the Bulls win, is going to mm-hmm. be Michael Jordan's last game of his career for good this time. Right. So I'm well, stoked. We, to see we know, unfortunately, game. that that wasn't true. I wish it had been. Well, yeah. but unfortunately, that ended up yeah. not being true. Right. But it it culminated. I got. I was so hyped. This culminated to be my favorite uh, sports moment. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take you down. I'm just running you down to this. Uh, it's, this is so obvious for all the people that that watch this and grew up around this time. They they know where I'm going with this. It's the final minute of the game. Uh, the Bulls uh, are trailing Utah by two points coming down the mm-hmm. final stretch. Uh, Eighty one. The score is eighty one to eighty three. So uh, MJ uh, he had just gotten. He had just gotten fouled, so he hits the two free throws. He ties right. it up, 83-83. Right. Um, the, the Jazz, they come down. They run a play, and uh, Stockton, John Stockton, hits a clutch three. Right. With, like, with like uh, 50-something seconds left. Mm-hmm. Might have been 59, 58 seconds. So the Bulls call timeout, and I'm sweating. I'm like, man, damn, he hit, he hit a three. Ah, um, they they need a three point play for sure. Right. I thought they was gonna drop a three point play, but the Bulls inbound it, and MJ takes the ball, and boom, he he flies up the court and gets a layup, hard body layup. I'm right. like, oh wow, okay. Um, so now we just need to stop. It's like, oh, in fact, you know what? I know how much time was left. It was about forty seconds left. Actually, 
So it's like 40 right. seconds left. The Bulls are down one. I'm like, all right, man, we need to stop and we need a bucket to win this game. Mm-hmm. And this is that uh, that infamous moment where the Jazz, they milking the clock, they milking the clock, they setting it up, and uh, they end up passing it to Carl Malone. He's trying to post up. But uh, I think they the Bulls doubled him, and he had to kick it back out. So they, they try to get it back into him, and they're running this play to kind of like clear it out for him on that, that right side. But MJ doubles back, and as soon as Carmelo catches the ball, he doesn't notice that MJ's creeping behind him. Boom, right. MJ slaps the ball and gets the steal. So he steals it from him, and, he, and he's, you know, he starts walking it back up quick. I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we mm-hmm. go. They winded the time down. So time winds down, and you can, you can see, you know, it's like everybody in the stadium is like, like intense on edge. Oh man. And MJ gets it cleared out for him against uh Brian Russell, one on one. Top of the key. <laughs> so we already know what happens next. MJ comes down, he drives hard to his right. And mm-hmm. Brian, Brian to his credit, he was there. He was all point to cut him off. But MJ crosses back. Give some little help. <laughs> take, his momentum, <laughs> take his momentum all the way to the right. Rise right. up. Bangs about, uh, I guess, a 17, 18-foot jumper and leaves mm-hmm. the form up with maybe like three, four seconds left in the game. Right. And you already know the fist pump is there. I'm going wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So Bulls are up 87, 86. And I'm like, all right, well, what they going to do? They inbound the ball, and I think they did get off a shot, but we all knew it was over. And that was right. just that iconic moment of MJ holding up at the pose after hitting the shot. It's the, his last shot of his career, the game-winning shot, and that is my favorite moment. Now, I will, I will say something about that, and that is probably top three iconic NBA images of Jordan standing there with that pose after that shot. Like, oh, yeah, I think when you, like, when you think of just like, like just snapshots of the NBA, that yes. picture, that picture just stands out because to me, this was the perfect ending. And I wish, again, I wish he had stayed retired. I wish he wouldn't have came oh, back man. and played with Washington because to have that be his ending would have been, yes. oh, man. Nobody yeah. gets to go out like that. Nobody. Nobody. It's, it's like hitting a walk-off home run <laughs> to, to win. Right. A, a walk-off grand slam home run to, to win the yep. game. <laughs> yep. There's no, there's, no, there's no reason to come back after that. No. But uh, here, here's the thing. In, in watching uh, The Last Dance, yeah. if Chicago doesn't win that game, they're in trouble going into a game seven. And I will tell you right now, MJ put that team on his back in that fourth quarter. Oh, especially, especially them last few minutes of the game. Like, you could see, like, even though there was a celebration afterwards, you could see that it was just like, it was more relief than joy. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we are, ah, it's over. Yeah, he, oh. he broke, 
he broke down. It was like he was so tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It was like he did everything he could to expend all that energy coming down right. the stretch of that game. And it was mm-hmm. just like, man, I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And and you know what? It's, it's, it's like ridiculous. In that game. <laughs> well, Pippen was hurt. Pippen was hurt. Pippen had a back injury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he could did. barely he could barely move up and down the court like he was pretty much a decoy for the whole game. Right. That's why I say if if they had had to go to a seventh game, given the condition that Pippen was in, the Bulls would have been in serious trouble trying to win that seventh game in Utah. So it was it was almost like not just the shot itself, right? Because the shot is the moment, right? That's yeah. that's the, the the flashpoint moment that the game is over. But it's everything also into that. It's it's the it's the way he carried the team scoring in that fourth quarter. It's the driving layup, right, to bring them within one. It's the the instinctiveness to double back once uh, Malone got the ball in the post and steal the ball. Yeah. So it's 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 the layup. It's the steal. It's the shot, and all of those things came together in that that moment. Man, that's that's what makes him like that's that's why he's the greatest, man. Only the greatest. <laughs> Only Listen, the greatest can finish I, I, a game like that. He's 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 on the top of my list of of players all time. And again, we talk about, you know, what we're going to discuss as far as the best of the year, and I will tell you on my top 5 list is the Last Dance documentary series. Because to to get a you know an in depth look of not only that ninety seven ninety eight team, but looking back throughout the entire Chicago career of Michael right. Jordan, and even even covering the point where he left and Scotty was the man on that ninety three ninety four team. Yeah. So you know I. I Oh man, I, I I could I may end up watching that game. I may end up watching that game again because I watched I watched the Last Dance when it aired. I watched it again a few weeks ago just to you know watch it without having the background noise of you know being at home. Right. So I actually was able to watch it and really pay attention deeply pay attention to everything that was going on within yeah, the documentary. And it's like, it's, it's things that, that were talked about that I didn't quite remember the first time watching it. Right. It, that, that may be, that may be ESPN's best work as far as documentaries. Like they have, they have a great 30 for 30 library. Uh, yeah, the the Celtics Lakers. I thought the right. Celtics Lakers thing was was up there. Yes. And then yes. and then this dropped and it's like, oh man, this whew. That's that's like so, that's neck and neck because that Celtics Lakers rivalry. It yeah. It it, it kind of in fact that was that was it. And well then the Pistons came and then that led into this. So without right. that. We don't even have the the, the last uh, dance, right? 
Well, listen, man, my 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 favorite sports memory, and I, I, I gotta I kinda have to set it up a little bit, you know, because it's it's actually there's actually two things that happen in one. Okay. Okay. And it, it, it's it's basically, you know, I'm a huge Philadelphia sports fan. As I sit here and staring right across from me is my uh, commemorative glass from the Eagles winning Super Bowl 52. Right now, right. Super Bowl 52 is the Eagles winning Super Bowl 52 is my favorite sports memory. OK, it but is there. Yes. Be, but there are some things that are also connected to this and why this is my favorite sports memory. Okay. One, um, growing up here in this city, you know, yeah. I've seen a lot of bad sports from all <laughs> four of the major teams. Like, you know, like I've seen the yeah, Sixers they... be awful, and I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking the process years. I'm talking about no, the post Barkley era. The post Barkley area. The pre AI yeah. era. Yeah, yeah, the the Sean Bradley, uh, uh, Manute Clarence Brown. Weatherspoon, uh, Charles Shackelford era. Like I Manute. like I saw bad so, basketball. Manute Bowl. <laughs> oh man, don't 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 do don't do that to me. <laughs> no, but it's like, but it's like, it's like you know, I, I tell I tell people that ask me, you know, when they ask me, what's my favorite sport? My favorite sport is baseball. Yeah, and but. Second is football, and I tell people about the way that my rooting goes for both of the both the Phillies and the Eagles. The the Phillies are my first love because right. that is how I got into sports. But I love the Eagles harder. You know what I'm saying? It's like the season is shorter, so every game means a lot, and it's like, ah, uh, like just what what like what are, like I'm yelling at my television. <laughs> week in and week out, like even right now, we stink right now, but I'm still like it's an abusive relationship. <laughs> it's very, you know it's very toxic. Yeah. Especially it's, because it's, the, the Eagles will lose in a way where they will be in the game, in the game, in the mm -hmm. game. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, they're they're just going to lose. Yep. And it, <laughs> and it, keep, it like, keep you know, giving you this belief that they, they might do something, anything. To, to come back and pull it off, but then they don't. And it's like... And week in, week in and week out, like, I ask myself the same question. Why am I watching these... Why am I watching this game? I Like, they're gonna let me down. I know they're gonna... Why am I torturing myself for another three hours of life? Like, I can't get these three hours back. It's the hope. It's the hope. And they keep giving you the hope, but, and, and it keeps getting snatched away. But, now... On a whole, I will say on a whole, the entire 2017 season, right. you know, fully in full is all connected to me. Because at the time, uh, I had a couple of things going on. My oldest son was playing his final Pop Warner football season. And I had adjusted my life to whereas. I worked in the afternoons. 
so that when he played on Sundays or, or, or on Saturdays, I would be available to go see him play. So if he played on Sunday, his game was at 12 o'clock, I'm at his game, and then I'm as soon as his game is over, or if that game is in like the early in the stages of the fourth quarter, yeah. I'm going to work, right? right? And his team was dominating teams so much that games were ending thanks to the mercy rule yeah. in the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, they, had a, they had a game. They had a game in Camden in the driving rain, right? The game was over right after the second half kickoff because it was 40 to nothing. That's it. Game over, right? <laughs> but anyway, so what's happening on top of this now is I'm not home on Sundays. So this means I'm not watching the Eagles games. I'm listening to them on the radio. And, you know, even, even being at home, I would, I would most of the time listen to the games on the radio and mute the television, you know, because I, I, I preferred to listen to, you know, Meryl Reese making the radio call. Yeah. 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 Give me, yeah. Give me the Homer. You know, I I don't want to hear, you know, the, the national guys trying to be objective. I need somebody who is emoting the same thing I'm feeling as I'm watching this game. So when they're up, He's up, I'm up. Right. And when they're down, he's down, I'm down, right? Right, right. So I'm listening. I, 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 I don't think I was able to watch, but maybe until like late in the season. Because again, uh-huh. like I'm, 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 at, I'm at work. Right. Uh, so that means even the Sunday night games, like I'm at work. Uh, the Thursday night games, I'm at work. Right. <laughs> Monday night yeah. football, I'm at work. Right. So my son's team makes it down to uh, Orlando for the Pop Warner Championships. And this is his second trip down there. The first time he went, they lost in their first game. Yeah. So they lost before I could even get down there to him. Right. Right. But they, they won. They won their consolation game that Wednesday. So my son came home with a victory. Right. Yeah. But now, like this is this is different. He's on a team that's won consecutive championships. So they're they're a well-oiled machine. Right. Exactly. And they go down there. They go down there. They win their first game and they win their second game. Now, my wife and I make it down to Orlando. Right. For the yeah. championship game, right? And that Saturday, my son wins the championship. His team wins the championship. And, you know, now I got to see a football championship. And what made it great is this is a football championship within my household. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I really, I really, I care about what the Eagles have going on. But at the same time, my son is the bigger story to me, right? Oh, yeah. It takes precedence. So, so Sunday, my wife and I are coming back to Philadelphia, and we're taking an Amtrak train from Orlando back to Philadelphia. And I am following what's going on in the Eagles game on my phone, right? Right. And then I get this alert, 
and the alert says uh, Carson Wentz heads to locker room, apparent leg injury, right? Okay, and, this is in the Rams game. Yeah, and, and it's like my, my heart sunk. And my wife is like, what's wrong? And I'm like, yo, I think, I think Carson Wentz might be done for the season. And I see my wife face and she now at the time, I think the Eagles had only lost one regular season game at this point. And um, yeah, they had yeah. only, no, yeah, wait a minute. No, two, that. two. They lost twice because they had lost to Seattle as well. They lost to, uh, they lost to Kansas city and Seattle because okay. uh, Wentz played in, in the Seattle game. Yeah. That wasn't falls out there in the Seattle game. So, I'm like, you know, now I'm crushed because I'm thinking this is the team that had the best opportunity to win a championship. And I saw this team get close in the uh, Reed McNabb era, right? And I remember what it was like in 2002 when McNabb got his ankle broken. Right. Uh, I remember yeah. what it was like in 2004 when uh, T.O. got rolled up. Right. So it's like it's like all of these injuries, you know, even even in 2003, Brian Westbrook gets hurt. So it's yeah. like every time it looks like this team is poised to make a run, somebody gets hurt. Right. Right. So. We get home sometime, you know, around Monday afternoon. We're we're literally getting off the train as the press conference is going on, and they make the announcement that Wentz is basically done for the season, right? Yeah. So this means Foles is now going to be the starter, right? And the first person to call me was my brother, right? And he <laughs> says to me, he says, yo, so y'all season over, right? And I don't know – I. I want to say I truly believed what I said, but I know it was me coming from a standpoint of being a fan, right? <laughs> and I yeah. said, I said, no, it's not over. I said, listen, we're only asking Foles to win three games, maybe four. We only need Foles to win three games. He's like, yo, you now, mind you, the Eagles are already dealing with other injuries at this point. This is not like, it's not like, <laughs> It's not like Wentz is the guy that got hurt and everybody else was healthy. Like, we're losing guys on the offensive line. We're losing defensive players. Darren Sproles is hurt. So it's like we're losing guys left and right. And, you, you, you know, in football, you try to have that next man up mentality. Yeah. And my brother says, well, you can't next man up the quarterback. And I said, yes, you can. I said, <laughs> because Foles has playing experience. It's not like we're putting some rookie in there. Right. Foles has shown that he can be a capable quarterback. And we're not asking him to do anything but not lose three games. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and then he starts playing. Right? And then he starts playing and he starts looking not too good. Okay? Yeah. He, looked, he looked shaky against the Giants. He looked even shakier against uh, uh, the Raiders. And then the last regular season game, he looked horrible against Dallas in, you know, a short little bit of time that he was in the game. Right? Right. And then you get to Atlanta, 
right, in the divisional round. And he looks bad in the first half of that game, right? I want you to understand something. The Atlanta game is the only game in this playoff run I watched as it happened because it was a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you, I was at work on Sundays, right? I was at work on Sundays, so I was actually home for this game. And I was thinking to myself, oh, man, the fact that I'm home watching this game is bad because I hadn't been – yeah, I hadn't been home all season, right? Yeah. When Matt Ryan threw that pass over uh, Julio Jones's head, I literally, like – just fell forward onto the floor because I was I was sitting on the floor watching it like with my fingers crossed like please don't blow this game right right and it's like I just let out a breath and it was like all right we got this game right yeah and then the next day now the next day uh I'm 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 paying attention to the Saints and Vikings game right and I'm paying attention closely because even in having these conversations about what the Eagles could do in that season, the yeah. one team, yeah, the well, no. one team I, I didn't want any parts of the was Saints. the Saints. The Saints, right? Yeah. yeah. And they go down, they score, they're winning, and I'm like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. Now we're going to have Breeze coming in here. And I want you to understand, all of a sudden, I, I work in a college dorm, right? All of a sudden, I hear all of this screaming and hollering going on from, like, almost every room on my floor, right? Right. And, like, now now kids start coming out, and they're like, yo, you're not going to believe it. Like, Minnesota won. And I'm like, what? Minnesota won? <laughs> and I finally see the play, and, like, I'm like, all right, this is great. Minnesota won. We can beat Minnesota, right? Yeah. And... And I'm I'm not gonna talk about like the the idiotic shit their fans did when they came here, disrespecting the city, and then getting upset because they caught flack for coming in here being disrespectful. Oh, like yeah. you don't go uh, to somebody's house and do nothing like that. Right. <laughs> especially you know, not you know, especially not this house in particular. Did they not get yeah. the demo or or, or where they, they was going? No, they knew where they were going. See, and my thing is, I, I like, I said it. They wanted a story to tell. You come in our city first thing in the morning. You're dressing up the Rocky statue. You're doing the skull chant on the art museum steps. And Eagles fans wake up in the morning and they looking at it like, "Yo, you disrespectful bastards!" Right? Like, yeah. well, like, what are you doing? And then, mind you, game wise, Minnesota comes down and scores first. Right? And I'm listening to the game. I'm like, yo, this cannot happen. Like we, like I saw it happen, you know, already with, uh, with Tampa, with Carolina, with Arizona, (laughs) with these games that we should be winning in the conference championship. And I'm like, this can't be that game. And then somehow, some way the Eagles turn it up in the second quarter and they, they go on and go to the Super Bowl. Now, I'm being asked by my students, so Irv, you're going to call off for the Super Bowl, right? Right. I said, no. I said, no. And they're like, what do you mean, no? Like, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Don't you want to be home and watch the game? And I said, I can't. 
I've been here all year. Like, if I change it up, I'm like, I don't want to change it up, right? Right. I, I, right. I want to stick to what I've been doing. So, we get the Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. And I am where I have been all season long at my desk, got my radio, got my phone, texting my buddy John throughout the game. And I take my lunch break. And when I come off break, the students have put a television in the lobby for me, right? Yeah. And they said, Irv, listen, like, like, we can't let you miss this game. Like, we know how much of an Eagles fan you are. So we brought the TV in the lobby so you could sit here and watch the game, right? And this right. was an awesome gesture, body. Listen, I, I love my kids for that. I love them for doing that, right? The television is on. I'm watching it. And Gronkowski scores a touchdown for the Patriots. And I turned the TV right off. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. See, we messing with the karma now. I'm not supposed to be watching it, right? Right. Now, I'm listening to it on the radio, and the Eagles get the touchdown from Zach Ertz, right, to take the lead. Now I'm on pins and needles, and I hear, like, the excitement in the announcer's voice when Brandon Graham strips Tom Brady, right? Yeah. And... Once now I hear it, all right, the Eagles have the ball, right? I text my buddy John, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, right? Because now I'm starting to think, now I'm starting to believe, like this is going to happen, right? This is really? going to happen. But the Eagles don't get another first down, so they have to kick a field goal, right? They're up by eight. And in my mind, I'm thinking, they still have Tom Brady. <laughs> they still have Tom Brady. Like yeah. you only have to give Tom Brady one, right? Yeah, that's it. And then that that last pass falls incomplete, right? And I hear the words incomplete, and I'm like, okay, but how much time is left? Right? Right. And then <laughs> Mel Reese says, and the game is over, right? Yes. All of a sudden, I jumped up out of my chair, right? And I have my hands on my head, and now the students are all, like, screaming and hollering again because they were watching it. And I turned the television back. I can, t I can watch it now because yeah. the game is over, right? <laughs> So I'm turning on. Now, so and confetti. Yeah and, yeah, and I'm watching it, and I'm watching everything, you know, I'm, I'm watching everything go down, I'm watching the, uh, the, the trophy presentation, and drunk-ass Kevin Hart trying to sneak his way onto the oh, stage. Yeah. <laughs> and security, like, my man, you can't, you can't go up there, like, stop, like, right. I wonder what would have happened if they had let him go up there, though, Oh, right? no, no, no. And... <laughs> And I just now, then everything started to hit. It's like, you know, now I'm starting to like. Reality starting to set I'm in. starting like, to come down. Like the reality is starting to set in like, yo, they actually did it. Like this is, this is the moment as a sports fan I have been waiting for. For my entire life, like yes. I have been, like I have been wanting to see this, like for years, 
And the the disappointment of, you know, all of the NFC championship game losses. Right. And the disappointment of the loss in the Super Bowl to uh to New England in two thousand four. Right. Right? Right. The 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 excuse my language, I don't really like to like curse when we do these. The fucked up Chip Kelly era. Right. <laughs> yeah. And how he how he, you know, almost single handedly wrecked this franchise. And for Doug Peterson in two years to get that team to a Super Bowl and win it against that quarterback and that head coach. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I just I went home. I remember I, I talked to you because you asked me if I was going out there. And I was like, no, nah, I, <laughs> I ain't going out there. I ain't going out there. I'll watch it. I'll watch it from home. Right. I'm not going out there. And I remember uh, I sat down. I was watching some of, you know, the highlights. And I was, you know, just just taking it all in. Right? Yeah. yeah I man. hadn't really gotten... I hadn't really gotten like, how do I say? I hadn't really gotten emotional about it, right? <laughs> and then I started thinking about, I started thinking about the days of being a kid and sitting and watching games with my father and watching games with my grandfather, and then my own kids, like being with me watching games on Sundays, right? Yeah, man. And I was still listen, listen. I was still cool, right? I was still cool. Like I was, <laughs> I was holding on to that being sucker free and not letting the tears come right, out, right? right. <laughs> and then, and then they showed the Nick Foles. I'm going to Disney World commercial, right? Yeah. And that's when it finally hit me. Like, wait a minute. My quarterback is saying I'm going to Disney World, right? Right. <laughs> Yo, like it just came out of nowhere, and it's like I was in that like euphoric feeling. That's exactly the word I was going to say. <laughs> for weeks, like being out there at the parade, like yo, it was just like yo, I can't, they won the damn Super Bowl. Like, listen, it was one of those. It was just one of those things where, like, even when the Phillies won in two thousand eight, that was that was awesome to me. Yeah, that was it was awesome to me, and I promise. You know, at some point, I'll tell you about that. Matter of fact, you know what? I think we can run it unfiltered. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a have a side thing about that one uh, when we get finished this, this show. Okay. But it was just, man, it was, it was the entire season. And then the, the parallel of watching my son win a championship. Yeah. And him running around the field like he ain't had no sense. You know what's funny? And then watching the Eagles win the championship right after that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You was on multiple highs. I was gonna, mm -hmm. I was gonna say your son pulling off his championship foreshadowed mm -hmm. the Eagles winning. Yep. And and man, it was it was, you know, the the best part of that night. The best part of that night for me was, you know, my wife and kids were at my sister-in-law's house. The best part of that night was my son coming home and he came in my room and he, he looked me dead in the face and said, Dad, can you believe we did it? <laughs> and I was like, 
no. And we stood there and and like we we wrapped each other in a bear hug, and then it was like, all right, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, it's like, well, dad, dad, we going to the parade, right? Of course we going to the parade, my man. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course we are. Oh, like, I ain't going to school. What school? <laughs> Y'all going to the school of Broad Street to watch this parade? Right. And 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 I and listen and, and and here's the here's here's also the kicker about the parade, right? Yeah. I still went to work. <laughs> I still went to work. That's right. I, 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 you did. The folks went by, and I still went to work afterwards. And and it's like uh, I bumped into a couple of the students that lived in my dorm. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, uh, like you, yeah, I, I oh, I knew, I knew you were going to be out here, and like you still going to work today." And I'm like, "Yep." Yep. You ain't take off, no. I still got a job to do. Yeah, I still gotta get paid. Yeah. I love the Eagles, but uh they ain't messing with my bread. <laughs> you know. Exactly. I don't love them enough to have to miss like like now the I, the ironic part about it is I actually still got to work on time. Right? Even though like it was hellified like traffic oh, all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I still made the work on time and I missed <laughs> I missed uh I missed the speech. Oh yeah. I missed the speech that Kelsey gave Kelsey, and yeah. like as soon as as soon as I sat down at work, like I had people sit like pinging me all these like messages like yo, you hear what Kelsey said? Like Kelsey was cursing his ass off and yo, you need to listen to it. <laughs> right. And I listened to it and I was just like <laughs> Yo, this is this it topped the 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 Chase Utley uh, World Fucking Champions from two thousand eight. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's like like that 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 season, that night, that parade, all of that ties into one. Like there, there's multiple prongs to it, but that is the one solid sports moment of mine that is. At the top of my list. It's a great moment. Man. I'd love to have that feeling again, though. I'd love to have that feeling again. Maybe we could. Yeah, I, 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 well, you, you, you said basketball is third on your list, but maybe we could get that out of sixes at some point, man. No, listen, I tell you, that's that's Sixers all you win a championship. You I'm there. That's all you missing. Because well, here's well, here's the thing. Like, I'm I'm barely. And I and I and I really need to emphasize that word. I am barely old enough to remember what it was like when the Sixers won in '83. Yeah, well, I was born barely. in '84, like, I, I, so <laughs> I remember. I remember it. I remember. You know, like I didn't have any emotional attachment to it. I just remember the Sixers winning the championship, and yeah. I remember my grandfather upset <clears throat> because he was Celtic. He's a Celtics fan. Ah. <laughs> And I remember my uncle, I remember my uncle Joey being upset because he's a Lakers fan and they knocked off the Lakers. Yeah. So I, I now I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Yeah. 2001 Sixers team. Yeah. If you want to talk about a team that literally like had hold of a city. Oh yeah. That 2001 Sixers team, man, like when they beat Milwaukee to make it to the finals. Oh, yeah. There were parties going on in the streets. You'd have thought right? they had already won. <laughs> Listen, I would tell you this. When they won game one of the, of the finals, 
they were partying like it was the championship. Like they like I wish I had been in the city to see how packed like 52nd Street was in West Philly after the Sixers won game one. Shoot. Right? I wish I was now, too. I think I was staying out in I was staying out in Chester at that time. So I wasn't even in the city yet. Now, unfortunately, they don't win another game. So, yeah. you know, there's that. There's but, that. <laughs> you know, one for one fleeting moment, you thought that they were gonna get it done. You know, and and and, and you know, again, I, I, I think I think like even in having this conversation, like other show ideas keep popping in my head and like I'm writing like I'm writing stuff down like yo we could talk about this we could talk about like well we have enough content like going into next year man that we will we'll, we'll have a lot of great things to talk about that you know the the listeners out there can take in and remember right along with us and you know discuss it among themselves man but that 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 2017 year, man, was just, oh, it was just awesome, man. It was just the combination of everything finally coming together for a team that, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of people never thought that we would see that, that we would never see the Eagles win the championship. Yeah, like there's so many, <laughs> there's so many jokes about it, especially that was coming from Cowboys fans. <laughs> and and the uh, Eagles had been the team that had uh, the NFC East that had not won a Super Bowl yet. They was the fight. Right. They was the last and, team to do it. Well, and everybody else in the division was like, ha, we got ours. Cowboys, we got our dynasty. Well, no, like the, the, well, for, to me, I I I got it worse. You know, I, I heard Cowboys fans talking, you know, they nonsense, and you know, I got it. Y'all, you know, back in the 90s, you know, when I was a teenager, y'all were running the NFL, and, and you can have that. But I'm in my 30s now, and y'all ain't been to a Super Bowl since. Y'all <laughs> right. ain't been in a conference championship game since. Right. So, you know, y- your trash talk doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> Giants fans, on the other hand. Oh, I was going to get to them last, though. I was going to get to them last because no, I was going to no. say the Redskins are in the same boat as Dallas. They haven't been relevant since the 80s. <laughs> well, they, they they got that one championship in '91, you know, and that was their last championship. That was but for me. Oh, I thought that. Yeah, I Washington won in. Uh, I thought the Giants. No, had Giants won. won in '90. I thought the Giants. Giants won, won in '90. No, Giants won in '90. Right. Washington won in '91. Oh, okay. And then Dallas won in '92 and '93. So that's four years where the rest of the division got a championship and we got a participation trophy. Yeah. yeah. You know, but but Giants fans talking really got under my skin. And it got under my skin because you got to remember, in 2004, the Eagles lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Right. The Giants knocked off the Patriots twice, including that Patriots team that was undefeated. Yeah. So yeah. hearing hearing Giants fans talk trash about Super Bowls stung harder because they had recent championships. They had like they could go and say like we won recently. Oh yeah, no doubt. Dallas fans talking didn't bother me one bit because I'd look at them and say like, "Come on, man!" Like and like. Y'all ain't doing nothing right now. Like, 
How long, how long Aikman been retired? How long Emmett Smith been retired? Michael Irvin lost his career on the vet stadium turf. Like <laughs> no, nothing, nothing y'all say resonates with me, man. Y'all, yeah, y'all ain't the, done jack worst, shit. That's the worst thing about them, yo. They will still talk about it. Like, even the Redskins fans have the decency to not say nothing. They'd be like, yeah, well, we got ours back in the day. That's it. We, we ain't going to talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Dallas, yeah. Dallas, every single year, they fans talking about, yeah, we going back. No, y'all not. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Well, listen. Listen. Um, we're going to definitely get into our uh, NFL notes yeah. and our picks for the week coming up in this next segment. And speaking of the Cowboys, oh, yeah, I can't wait to have that conversation in our next segment. Uh, listen, this was fun, man. Taking this trip down memory lane was fun. I, I really I really enjoyed this, and uh, I, I wish this Eagles team would get it together. Right. But I'm not, I'm not pinning my hopes on the 2020 season doing anything <laughs> other than what it's doing right now. Nah, man, it's the So, listen, you year. guys uh, – no, no, I don't even think it's a rebuild year. No, 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 no. They're not. They're not trying to rebuild. This, that's just what's gonna happen. Because heads will, heads listen, will be rolling. Listen, listen, I'm trying. Listen, I, I've, I've told everybody, I'm trying my best not to have a segment where I go in on the Eagles and go off. Oh no, we got you do know. That. But I have, I, I have, I have a feeling it's coming at some point. We'll, we'll see how things go Monday night yeah. before. Uh, I decide on whether or not we're going to do that. Yeah. But uh, we'll be back. uh, We'll be right back with NFL notes, our picks, and we will wrap this show up. Once again, you are listening to the. All right. And we're back here on the threes on fire podcast. Going to close the show out. Uh, Great, 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 great uh, second segment on, uh, you know, our our favorite sports memories. That was just, uh, you know, awesome yeah, to see was, here and, and read. Beautiful that. story, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'll, I'll have I'll I'll have that for you uh, in a little bit in our unfiltered. But uh, let's get right into the NFL notes. Uh, the league is closing team facilities on Monday and Tuesday of next week because, uh, unfortunately, these coronavirus cases within the league, not just, you know, what's going on here in, as a country, but even in the bubble of the NFL, case numbers continue to rise with players and staff members all across the league. And that leads us right to the fact that reigning MVP, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, has been diagnosed with COVID this week. He is one of a handful of Ravens players and staff members who are dealing with the virus. Uh, The Ravens and Steelers were slated to play uh, in primetime on Thanksgiving night. That game was moved to Sunday afternoon, and then it was moved again to Tuesday night. Uh, in turn, the Ravens-Cowboys game that was scheduled for next Thursday uh, has been moved to Monday, December 5th. So we will have another one of these Monday Night Football doubleheaders uh, on December the 5th. Speaking of the Cowboys, uh, what an embarrassing performance on Thanksgiving. 
Uh, they fell to Washington 41 to 16 uh, in a game that was uh, for first place in the god awful NFC East. Washington now at four and seven. Want to make four and seven lead the <laughs> NFC East right now. Uh, perhaps the worst part of this game. Uh, Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy uh, ran a fake punt on fourth and ten from his own 24-yard line. Now, the score was only 20-16 to 16 with Washington being in front at that point, and they asked him in the press conference about the call, and he said it was a solid play call. Are you, are you <laughs> stupid? How is that a solid play call that you're backed up near your own red zone for you to call a fake punt? You're only down by four. Your defense had been playing well. And, of course, you give Washington a short field. They score a touchdown. So the lead goes from 20 to 16 to 27 to 16, effectively ending the game right then. Game and over. Now, and it was I, like plenty of time left. It was so much time yeah. left. There was no reason to run a fake punt. I mean, you want to run a fake punt closer to the 50 or closer to Washington's side of the field, you can, yeah. I mean, it still doesn't make much sense, but it, 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 it's a lot better than being backed up on your own side of the field like that. I mean, you just gave like 24 yards to score a touchdown. Yeah, this is what happens when you buy into analytics too much because this is what he probably thought, which he outsmarted himself. <laughs> he probably thought, okay, even if we don't get it, mm -hmm. uh, we hold him to a field goal, and it's still a seven-point game. That's right. what he thought. But mm -hmm. when you do something, when you do something so outrageously stupid, it has no choice but to backfire on you in the worst way. Yeah, just play, and... just play conventional football, kick, punt the ball away, play defense, get a stop, then get the ball back, try again. That's yeah, well, it was uh, it was great to see Jerry Jones having a uh, horrible Thanksgiving as uh, Dallas just, just just I mean completely fell apart and and I think the the key play in the game besides the fake punt was Alex Smith threw an interception and uh, I think it was Jalen uh, Smith who was returning it and Terry McLaurin, McLaurin. ran him down and stopped him from him. Yeah. <laughs> And Dallas got held to three points. So yep. instead of getting a touchdown, and, and, and it just changed the whole dynamic of the game. Oh, and one other note from this game. Uh, Washington rookie running back Antonio Gibson became the first rookie to score <laughs> three touchdowns on Thanksgiving since Randy Moss back in 1998. Against wow. the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> uh, and and uh, before we get into our picks, one last. Uh, I was going to say real quick, since you Go mentioned ahead. Randy Moss, thing, you know Randy was very invested in that game because he had wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. He wanted. Yeah, to I remember. He had wanted I to remember. get drafted by them, and they passed over him. So mm -hmm. he was like, now, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna stick it to you." Now, do you want to know? Do you want to know what the most interesting stat line is about Randy Moss's three touchdowns in that game? It was on three catches, right? 
He only had three catches. That's it. Yeah. He only had three catches. I think they was all like bombs, too. They was all like 40-yard no. bombs or something. One, one wasn't. I know at least one of them one was. Wasn't. I know at least one of them was. No, two of them were. One two of them, them was a catch and run. Yeah, one of them was a catch and run where he just outran the defense all the way to the end zone. Like it was a oh, missed okay. tackle and then bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, again, Washington right now leading the NFC East. Uh, we'll see by the end of the weekend how long that lead lasts. Uh, and finally, uh, Nick Foles uh, dealing with a hip injury. So the Chicago Bears will turn back to Mitchell Trubisky as the starting quarterback uh, this Sunday night as they take on the NFC North leading Green Bay Packers. Trubisky has not started a game since week three when he was benched in favor of Nick Foles. Uh, Trubisky will become a free agent at the end of the season. So at this point, Trubisky is playing for his next contract. He will not be in Chicago. And I don't, uh, well, clearly, I mean, we talked about Nick Foles. Foles is a great backup quarterback to have in a pinch. Not really, you know, a long-term solution as a starter. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Bears do this coming offseason as they have to fix their current quarterback situation. It doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs. So uh, will they draft a quarterback? Will they look for one in free agency as a stopgap? Who knows? All right, well, let's get into our picks for the week. And uh, what a what a week of picks I had last week. Uh, I went 3-0, and and that also included me, unfortunately, picking against my Eagles. I thought they would uh, <laughs> let me down. I thought they would let me down by winning. Instead, they lost. So I ended up going 3-0 and last week. I now have a 12-6. 12 and 6 record with my picks. Uh this week I am taking who else? I am taking the Miami Dolphins over the Jets as my uh, pick of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's back. It's back. The automatic the automatic lock. No. The automatic win. That's right. I'm going to start off this week 1 and 0. my 50-50 pick, I'm taking the Giants over the Bengals. And Come my on, upset man. pick. No, that's that's a 50-50. That's no longer a 50-50. Joe Burrow. Why is it a 50-50? It does that well. Uh, yeah, it's the Giants, though, man. It's the Giants. All right, all right. We let you slide. It's the Giants. Like, You're right. It is the like, Giants because anything know, that can go wrong will go wrong with them, too. Like, I, I can't make it a lock, you know. It, nah. it's, it's a toss-up you, right, you, already, you already took your lock, so, yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, my upset pick of the week. Oh, boy. I, I, I wrote it down. I'm looking at it. I wrote it down. I'm looking at it. I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm looking at it. And Uh-oh. they're like, as, as we've done this show, I've thought long and hard about crossing it off and making a different pick. But I'm not. My upset pick oh. of the week, I am taking the Eagles over the Seahawks. I knew you was going to do it. I knew it. Come on, man. See, you spoke on this earlier, man. Like, Listen, man. That's the torture. That's that torture. You're doing it to yourself. Listen, I understand it, but I I 
I don't even have any rationale for picking the Eagles this week. Right, I don't. Right, I, just, I have. I can't even rationalize it. Like I'm really at this point, just you know, like like throwing a hail mary and hoping for the best. Yeah, man, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> well, listen, we, I, I call Doug Flutie out of retirement for this one. <laughs> something, something has to give, man. Like, listen, I and and I mean, like when we get to next week. If things are still going the way that they're going, this is definitely going to be an unfiltered episode because you can you can bet the farm. I'm going to have some four, five, six, twelve letter curse words come out of my mouth. You know, <laughs> well, what if, if they lose close? What if they almost win? Now, now listen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now. If the Eagles don't win this game Monday, you can expect that next Saturday we're going to have an unfiltered on. The, the current eagle situation you you All can right. lock, it's it like when we talk about lock picks if the eagles don't win this game monday next <laughs> saturday unfiltered will be on the 2020 eagle season bet uh moving on uh milton uh got his picks in from over there in greenland uh right. milton did the absolute opposite last week he went 0 and 3 uh, he now has a record of eight and ten. Uh, his lock pick is the opposite of my upset. He's taking the Seahawks to beat the Eagles. Now, if you're wondering, last week he picked the Eagles to beat the Browns, and he got that one wrong. So I'm hoping that the same thing happens this week. We <laughs> take opposite sides of this game, and yeah. I get the win. Uh, his 50-50, he's got the Chiefs over the Bucks, right. and the recurring theme continues. His upset pick of the week is the Ravens over the Steelers. Now, I'm going to assume he made this pick before he knew Lamar Jackson was out. But, unfortunately, the pick is in. We got to go with it. Uh, again, his rationale is the Steelers got to lose at some point. So, he's going to keep picking against the Steelers every week. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, well, he might look so up damn. with his when the Steelers finally play the Colts, that might be the one. That might be the one. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Well, on on to you, buddy. Uh, you went two and one last week, uh, improving your record to seven and eleven. You are one game behind Milton in the standings, and you could possibly jump him this week, depending on your picks. So let's have it. <laughs> well. My mistake last week was picking the Eagles, so I won't be doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, yeah, that was your only loss last week. I couldn't even, and, and that was, and that was the opposite of what you did because you picked the Browns. Oh. Mm -hmm. oh man, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna gain some ground here because the Eagles got to pull this one out, right? No, listen, man, I felt I felt dirty about the pick last week, man, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, know. I, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of saw way. it coming. Well, re well, remember, I picked yep. the the Chiefs over the Panthers that time. It's just one of those things you gotta do. <laughs> yep. But um, all right. So my lock is uh almost as lock worthy as your pick, which is I have the Raiders mm -hmm. over the Falcons. So, <laughs> ooh, so. Okay, <laughs> you know the Falcons are well. All, if, if there's any team that's almost on par with the Jets in ineptitude, mm -hmm. it's the Falcons. I mean, I, well, I think they're still trying to figure out the, the onside kickoff rules. <laughs> well, listen, here's the thing. I actually, I actually, uh, 
because I had to throw in the uh, the the fact that the league was shutting down facilities during the week, <clears throat> I kind of squeezed out one of the notes that I had. Todd Gurley is uh, ruled out this week for the Falcons, and yeah. Julio Jones is dealing with an injury as well, so he may not play either. So yeah, yeah that Raiders over the Falcons pick is looking pretty pretty promising. Yeah, even even if they hold defense, is still. And COVID restrictions, <laughs> which I think they come back, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's not going to matter. My 50-50, I'm going to take my boys, mm-hmm. the Panthers, over the Vikings this mm-hmm. week. And for, okay. my, and for my upset pick, uh, it was hard to find a, a good upset. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I almost got sucked into that Eagles versus Seahawks, but I was like, nah, nah, nah. No more Eagles. Okay. No more Eagles. Okay. So I'm gonna take the 49ers over the Rams. Ooh. Well, here's the hit. Now here's the thing. Last week, you took the Rams to beat the Bucks, and I was kind of, I was kind of surprised that you got that one. I thought Tampa Bay was gonna win that one, but no. Tom Brady just does not look like him himself right now. Well, listen. He can't do anything against any kind of a pass rush. You got any kind of a pass rush, you got a chance. To, mm-hmm. You got a chance to beat them. He ain't going. He ain't going well, nowhere. He's forty three. <laughs> no, he can't. He can't. He's always been a statue. Yeah, but he's even more of a statue now. Yeah, he's even more of a statue now. now kinda, yeah. Now he kind of like all right. Let me put it like this: before he wasn't going to run away, but he had this kind of like maneuverability within the pocket where he could like sidestep right. you and like maybe mm-hmm. maybe uh you know sidestep you backstep you know just maneuver around mm-hmm. just to just miss and then just fire it off now he doesn't even right. get that now he's kind of like no. he's got happy feet he's like shook mhm mhm well that's what happens when you get hit a lot yeah and and when you get hit a lot being an old man <laughs> right yeah, well, this may be this may be the swan song for Brady. Uh, I, I think this this will more than likely be his his last year. I don't I don't see him coming back. Uh, oh no, he'll come back. I don't see him coming. It depends back on how season. far. I, I don't. I don't. I don't depends see. Depends on it. how far they get in the playoffs if they make it. No, I, I don't. I don't see it. I, I think he's. I think he's going to be done. And if anything, he may get released and go back to the loving arms of Bill Belichick in New England for one last year. But other than that, I, I don't see Brady coming back with Tampa Bay next year. I don't, I'm, I, I really don't. You really think he would suck well, it up and do that? Yeah, I think he would. I think he would. I think that's, he would. That's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. We're going to have to talk about that. I think that. he would go back. Oh, definitely. Like we'll 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 definitely like once we get to the off season, we'll have a lot of storylines uh, as far as free agency to discuss, or just regular moves in general. Like we'll 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 see how we'll see how the rest of the regular season plays out. But I'm telling you right now, I'm I can visualize Brady not being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next season. Yeah. Okay. Either either through either through retirement or he returns. <laughs> to New England for one final season. Well, listen, man, this was another another fun episode, man. I am really enjoying these uh, every week. Uh, it is a pleasure to bring these shows to you, the listeners out there. Thank you once again uh, for taking the time out of your day to check us out. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, 
we will also have an unfiltered for you uh, at some point that you guys can check out. Um, so, Dale, you got any uh, any final any final thoughts you want to get out there before we get out of here? Um, one final note: uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Remember how you were saying uh-huh. that the Hawks wasn't going to make the playoffs? The Atlanta right. Hawks. Well, they might. Mm-hmm. They just might. They keep picking people up. Uh, they signed. Uh, they signed Rondo, and they signed right. uh, the the guy uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Hopefully, I got that right. Uh, remember, he was, yeah, he was supposed to be enough. involved in that trade. He was supposed to be involved in uh, one of those trades to Milwaukee. Remember, they botched it, right? And right. Uh, ended up hitting the uh, restricted free agency market. Uh, Atlanta signed him, so. It doesn't solve. Yeah, I may have to. I may have to revisit. Yeah, I may have to revisit that point. Yeah, they 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 may sneak into the playoffs this year. Yeah, because I think they're better than Orlando now. I think they're better than the Magic now. They not they still not stopping nobody. They still not adjusting the defense. But they're gonna have uh, uh, a boatload of firepower between um, Trey uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Gallinari. and then uh, a couple of the weapons they already had, which there was already a high square right. office. So there you go. That's my final well, thought. Well, you know, well, you know, I'm looking forward to your NBA preview coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that's it uh, for Milton Bolton, who is still <laughs> out there traveling the world. Uh, send it's us like- some pictures of the ice fishing, man. Like you could at least send us some pictures of your adventures, my man. Like, He's getting like Carmen San Diego. Yeah, Remember pretty that? much. Remember so, that where in yeah. the world is Carmen San Diego? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> it's where in the world is Milton Bolton, and he's everywhere but on the show. But you know, that that he's still our guy, man. Like that's uh, our guy though, man. We'll work around him. Yeah, man. that's that's still our guy. We'll 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 figure these things out. Uh Stell, once again, uh great, great doing the show with you this week. Uh one one final note I do want to say. Uh, I don't know if he has it up and running yet, uh, but good friend of mine, BJ Hewlett, has a podcast coming up called Daily Rundown. So uh, you can check him out uh, either through the Anchor app or on Spotify uh, when he's when he's ready to go. Uh, give him a listen. Hopefully, we can get him on a program. Do some cross promotion here between the two. Um, you know, but that we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks. Uh, that's it. We're out of here. Uh, thank you once again for listening. Uh, you guys have a lovely day. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>